Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome, everyone. It's the world famous Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. I'm Ben Rogers, joined by Jeff Skin Wade. Jonathan Shippey, Shipman, and Kevin KT Turner, the pride and joy of only Texas. And it is a cowboy effing Monday. Yeah. Cowboys take care of business, beat the tar out of the Eagles. 37 to 10 is the final. Tornadoes touching down in Dallas during the game. Uh, a crazy, crazy night. Hopefully everybody is safe and okay. I haven't heard of any fatalities from the storm. Uh, but, man, certainly there was a lot of damage. Uh, not only to uh, North Dallas, but also to the Philadelphia Eagles. They got destroyed. And I think, you know, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, you're probably thinking it's the end of the world right now. Now, as we know, their schedule dictates that they could be just in the same position the Cowboys were last year, sitting there at 3-5. and five. They're currently at 3-4. and four, And then go on a run and make the playoffs. But it was so critical for not only the Cowboys to get that win, but to get it in the fashion that they did and now head into a bye week were those two tackles, because I think you saw last night just how important it is to have that offensive line healthy. Let those two tackles get even, even healthier over the next two weeks. And boys, you come out of the gate and you're facing the New York Giants, which you feel like is a winnable game. The Cowboys could really, really intensely change their fortunes here over the course of the next two weeks and make... Make everyone around Dallas feel good that they are the team that we thought they were at the end of August. I love the fact that Dak called his team out and then they went and took care of business. Uh, I just wonder, I always think that that is akin to whipping a horse in a horse race. You, you only have a limited amount of times you can play that card. Um, you, you have to time it exactly right. Now, obviously, this was a must-win game, the most important game of the season. And they needed to, they desperately needed to get this win. So the timing was great to do it now. Uh, the only negative I could potentially see is, is if they start sniffing themselves again, as he said, or if they start eating the cheese, if they start believing that they are on top of the world. Hopefully, this was enough of a wake-up call to where, you know, they permanently place smelling salts beneath their nose and they don't need another pep talk. They realize... You know, how how uh, fragile this all can be. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's a great point, Ben, but I think the the toughness of their schedule and the fact that they can look up in the NFC and there's any number of teams that are substantially ahead of them, they, they know that, you know, when you lose to the Jets, it's really hard to quote-unquote smell yourself, right? So that's a huge win against a team that was really undermanned and really struggling but you you did what you're supposed to do. You know what I would compare it to? So the Eagles shot themselves in the foot with early turnovers and the Cowboys capitalized, just like the Packers did a couple weeks ago. The difference is that the Cowboys tried to get back into that thing. It was too little, too late. They did get back into it, but, you know, they got their ass kicked so bad early that they couldn't couldn't really get over the edge. The Eagles never even remotely got back in that thing because they were completely dismantled, completely undermanned, even during the disappointments, the Cowboys have shown a little bit of heart. 
last night it all came to a head. My favorite thing about this game uh, last night is that it embodies why I love the NFL, why I love being a Cowboy fan. You know, right when you think you know what's going on, you don't. Right when you can predict what's going to happen, you can't. Mm-hmm. Right when you think you, you've you got it all figured out. I know exactly what this team is. Okay, now I've seen enough. Now I know how things are going to go. Here's how it's going to work. It doesn't go that way. And KT had an interesting tweet early in the game about how they were already dispelling all the biggest narratives like early in this game, and it continued throughout the game. The idea that uh, they can't get turnovers, well, they start getting turnovers. They got four of them. The idea that Zeke's lost a step, boy, he had a lot of burst. He looked fantastic last night. Uh, the guys who have recently gotten paid, D-Law and Jalen, uh, making plays. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that D- has D-Law fallen off? Has, is Jalen going to do anything? Um, the idea that they just simply cannot get out to a fast start, no, nah, not, not an issue with that. I mean, they hadn't started a drive in an opponent's territory um, the entire season through 60 drives going into this game, and then they start off that way. And they got off to an early lead, and then they, you know, they rode Zeke. It was just brilliant. Maher was just Maher. Did y'all hear the Chris Arnold audio interview no. in Maher? No. Uh, I don't know if you have that shit. You see if you can find it because okay. uh, he was interviewing Maher, and I think you guys are going to love the question. But like Maher again, that's another one of the narratives that okay, they they've got a kicker crisis. I mean, they dispelled every narrative one by one by one, and. Now their coach is no longer really on the hot seat. No, I don't think so. And, you know, here's another narrative to dispel that can go along, you know, as the season goes along. You guys so scared of Chicago now? You really, you guys really scared of Chicago at the end of the season? You guys scared of Buffalo? Did you guys see the fiddle farting going around against the Dolphins yesterday with the Mighty Bills? Look, New England's going to be a tough game, but their offense has struggled this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the game last night that shows you that everything you thought the Cowboys could be, they can be. Even though the Eagles are undermanned, that is a complete dismantling of a team. Complete destruction. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's in division. You know, there's been a lot of disappointment the last three weeks leading up to that game. But they were relatively healthy last night. And I think that's the number one takeaway for me from that game. When their team is healthy, their team is capable of big things. And that's what we wanted. We wanted to see this team fully healthy. For the most part, dudes, they were fully healthy last night, and they destroyed an undermanned Eagles team. Britt Brown deserves a ton of credit. Britt Brown is the MVP of this thing, no question. He saved the day because all the Eagles hurt players stayed at home. Right. They they had the note in the broadcast that uh, Peters came, and he came down just to kind of be a coach, basically, Mm -hmm. sort of. Uh, A lot of the other guys that were hurt, they stayed up in Philadelphia, so... Dude, that was huge. That makes a difference, and I, I can't help but be going like if uh, if, if the Cowboys got destructed last night, it would the topic would be about you know Jason, you know. Uh, but the fact that like if the game was close and they lost last night, we'd and, and they were missing all those guys, we'd be going well, Dak didn't have his tackles, things like this. So it was good that Peters came for the Eagles last night to, to coach. Mm. Did you, did you find the uh, Maher Chris hurt. Arnold? I'm looking for Maher. Normally he emails me this stuff. I don't think it is. Cooper this. said he was yeah. 90% after the game. He I, said he's 90%. Oh, he looked was, incredible. It was, it was White Claw who was in today. So I I heard him play the audio, and it's Chris Arnold. He's he's talking to Maher. More of a truly guy. He's talking to Maher at his locker, and he's essentially – it's it. he wanted to ask him about the kick, you know, on the 63-yarder. And he wants to ask him about it, but he's – he kind of gets tangled up, and it happens to all of us. And he essentially it happened to KT like two minutes ago. He, yeah. he essentially <laughs> Peter situation. He essentially ends up asking him, "What? What did you do? What are you thinking?" 
as it happens. <laughs> Tell us what, what you're thinking. What was the leg action? What was in your heart? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> oh, I love some good leg action. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. So, White Claw, if you I could, will find this. White Claw, if you could you turn are. around and head back to the station, we sure, <laughs> we sure would appreciate it. Uh, oh, but man. just a uh, just a massive <laughs> win for the Cowboys, and then yes, to get the bye week, that's incredible. Um, it's just, it's not what I expected to see. And Bobby Belt had this, and it's just startling to even read this. He says the Cowboys are 11-1 and in their last 12 games against the NFC East. What's up? You know what? And I heard uh, earlier today, I heard uh, Choppy and Sean talking about that. Well, what kind of a measure of your team is that if you're just beating up, you know, the your division and then you're struggling against other teams? Dude, that's what it is. That's what the NFL is. Go win your division, get in, and then make a run from there. Win your division, be healthy. And then, by the way, during part of that same conversation last year, they beat Seattle in the playoffs. So it wasn't just, hey, they're only good against their division. They had a decent run, and they lost to the team that went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So th- that's what you do in the NFL. You beat your division and go from there. We want you guys to all weigh in, uh, guys and girls, all weigh in all day long. 877-881 on the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text or give us a call if you want to, 877-881-1053. Something I got on Twitter last night was, the win was great and all, but now it's back to two weeks of the sta- everyone on the station saying that this team's a contender. And I guess the thing that I take offense at that is, you're first place in your division, bye week coming up, you got the Giants. Things look pretty good. Get through it. But there's a long way to go, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that I would say is, though, if you make the playoffs in the NFC, and the Cowboys are on pace to do that because they are first place in their division, if you make the playoffs in the NFC, you are a contender. Yeah, you are. You are a contender. Now, do I have faith that the Cowboys can go out scheme and out game plan three other contenders in a row to get to the Super Bowl? No, I don't have confidence in that. But I do have confidence they can go to the playoffs and make a little run. Okay, hold make on a, a second. Noise. Hold on a second. Who's the best team? That, who who does everybody think is the best team in the NFC now? Saints. The Saints. You guys remember the Cowboys Saints game? Yeah. Cowboys went in there. Won it. They they lost twelve to ten after fumbling twice at midfield. Yeah. So you're going to tell me that's the best team in the NFC and the Cowboys aren't a contender? I'm not buying it. You know, everyone is so hyper focused on their own team and they get so caught up in their own team and they live and die by every play to such an extreme nature. You're not taking a step back and looking at the whole league. We're sitting here, probably all four of us agreeing that the best team in the NFC is the Saints. And you're telling me that the Saints kicked the Cowboys' ass? I didn't see that at all. Like one guy texted in right now, Autoflex Leaking Fantex. That's fine. Just be more consistent. You had the coach fired three days. Now, I know this guy's number, and he is a good guy, but he's a troll. But he's saying, good be troll. more consistent. You had the coach fired three days ago. If the Cowboys got beat 37-10 to 10 last night, the coach would be fired today. Absolutely. I Agreed. highly believe that. Agreed. So, there's, what do you mean? Be it's, more consistent. I don't. It's, yeah, no. It's, uh, it's you, a tenuous situation. Yeah, you've got a head coach who's on the hot seat. I mean, there's zero question about it. You've got coaches out there openly uh, opining for his gig. Uh, so you know, it's a it's a known fact that Garrett's on the hot seat. That he doesn't have a contract. He was asked about that in training camp. We were there in Oxnard. And uh, Jerry was asked, hey, why, why, Newey Scruggs asked him, and the guy right next to you, Jason Garrett, doesn't have a contract beyond this year. You know, what's the deal? And, uh, and Jerry said, I'm sorry, I, can't, I didn't hear the question. And he started laughing. Uh, so 
make no mistake about it, it is a coach on a hot seat. But I do think you need to be more consistent, KT, and you need to. Yeah. Don't you agree, Scan? I mean, I've he needs. That, to- I thought that KT's inconsistencies have held this station back for a long time. <laughs> Happy to get focused in, okay? Uh, okay. And we're going to replay his uh, blunder a little bit later in the show if the FCC will let us. We also have uh, the audio. White Claw has emerged. We'll we'll play oh. that for you next. Coming up next, the Chris Arnold question you have to hear next on the Ben and Skin Show on a Cowboy Monday, thirty-seven ten over the Eagles. Life is good, baby. Roll with us all day long. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thanks, Shippy. It's a Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Britt Brown, Cowboys trainer, worked some magic. God, the dead bodies came back from the grave and they thrived. Uh, God, Lyle, Tyron, Byron, Amari. uh, It was just remarkable. And I didn't think any of those guys were going to play in this game. They all did and they all had a massive impact. Yep. Cowboys get the win 37-10 over the Eagles and life is good again for the Dallas Cowboys. Garrett's job is safe for now. There's so much to get into with regard to this game. If you want to text in at any point, especially the non-trolls, we'd love to have you at yeah. 877-881-1053. You can call in at any point. We might let you tell us what you're thinking. But I want to get into this because we were we're, we're celebrating this W and and good God, the narratives all got destroyed and flipped on their head, including the Cowboys find themselves in a kicker crisis. That's right. Maher the first kicker in the history of the NFL to have three 60-plus yard kicks, right? Oh, is that right? I did I not believe, know that. I believe yeah. that's accurate. He goes from 63 yards. and True. He's only got three kicks from 30 to 40. Man, I was there, and two. I'm telling you, that thing would have been good from significantly further back. I mean, he crushed it. On the TV broadcast on their little analytic uh, you know, graph they got up there, it said would have been good from 66 by wow. their metrics. That would have been the record, right? Isn't the record like 65? 64. I think it's 64. It's 64. 64. Yeah, let me find it. Is it still the guy with half a foot? It's not Jace Neelam, and it's not Dempsey? Uh, Tom Dempsey anymore. What about Rick Dempsey? Patrick Dempsey. What was his name? John Fred Dempsey. That was, he was an actor. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, I've been in this position before in the locker room after a game asking questions and you got something you need to ask a guy and you you just get tangled up in your words a little bit and, and it happened to Chris Arnold. It's awesome. <laughs> so he's at Maher's locker and he wants to ask him about that huge kick and then this unfolded. Brett Maher, you made history. You became the first player in NFL history with three kicks over 60 yards. What's your reaction to that, first of all? I don't know, kind of surreal, I guess. Uh, it was That was a fun night uh, for our whole team, a big night for our whole team, uh, for me included. Uh, just happy to be a part of it and, and do my part tonight. Get a big one. It was also the longest kick in Dallas Cowboys franchise history, and it looked like it could go even further. What, can you describe what you did, the leg action, anything special? Did you try even harder? I don't know. Explain this for us. Uh, no, All right, right there. All right, take take that back on here. That again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, 
because it's a <laughs> kicker, right? So, yeah. so he, I, I yes, already out you, of stuff. Yes, for you. did you try harder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a question Bassick wanted him to ask. So, yeah. You know, you're talking to a quarterback. Tell us what you saw. <laughs> what was the defense doing? What walk us through the play? And then he realizes, oh my God, I'm just asking a kicker to walk me through the play. He's like, well, I saw the ball and I kicked it. Uh, go ahead, play that again. It was also the longest kick in Dallas Cowboys franchise history, and it looked like it could go even further. What, can you describe what you did, the leg action, anything special? Did you try even hard? I don't know. Explain this for me. Uh, really. <laughs> That's so great, dude. So great. We've all been there. We've all been there. Uh, so I'm always there. <laughs> n- narratives flipped on their head, the kicker crisis, the fact the defense can't get turnovers, uh, D-Law, Jalen, you know, uh, Zeke, some of the guys who recently got paid, uh, the idea that maybe they're fat and happy with getting paid, the Zeke, has he lost a step, the getting off to slow starts, the the defensive crisis, all of these things that are, these narratives that are in play, all got flipped on their heads. Yeah, and that's what you're supposed to do when the other team is compromised. And they were compromised. Yes. Like, the, the, the story of the game happens before the kickoff when Michelle Tafoya is showing you there's one list for the Cowboys, and it's here's guys that are active. <laughs> and then they show Philadelphia, here's all the inactive guys. I mean, it's just right before you even see the kickoff, there's a comparison contrast. Everyone that you thought was down for the Cowboys is going to give it a go. Meanwhile, look at the Eagles. They are really struggling. And so how do the Eagles uh, make amends for that? They come out and they fumble a couple times in the first quarter. I mean, that game was what you are supposed to do. If the other team is in that position, you go kick their ass. And they gave you turnovers in their side of the field. I mean, how much did we talk about that last week? That was the first time all year the Cowboys started yep. in enemy territory. Did you and, try even harder? Great question. I mean, it and is. They, and they took advantage of it. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. And they got touchdowns, not field goals. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing what turnovers will do. It's what we talked about. I mean, you can sit here and explain away all these different games and why the Cowboys lost the games they did in that three-game losing streak. But ultimately, you know, for the most part, you know, they turned the ball over at inopportune times and they weren't getting turnovers on their side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and man, again, you talk about a compromised Eagles team. Again, this just points out more and more the remarkable work of Britt Brown and the Cowboys training staff. Yeah, I mean, Amari Cooper, I, early in the game, I was watching Amari, and I, I really enjoyed being at the game. I haven't been to many games at AT&T unless I was back when I was doing the post game. I was way up in the press box. But it was I had a really good view, and it's really cool being there because you don't have to watch whatever the TV's showing you or whatever. And so I was watching Amari a lot, and early in the game, I was thinking, okay, so he, he can't really turn it on. He's just there to kind of make the defense think about something, to open things up for other guys. He's just kind of a deke. You know, he's, he's a decoy. And uh, and then, you know, some of the catches he started making, I, I think maybe the greatest catch he's made as a Cowboy was the one where it was deep, deep down the sideline. And when Dak threw that ball, I mean, it, seeing it in person, I was like, oh, my God, is he throwing that away? I mean, there's no way anyone's going to get to that. And then watching Amari turn the Jets on, while his leg is all bruised to hell and make that diving leg catch, action. I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. I mean, they were hitting on all cylinders. It was just a brilliant performance. So that catch was about as sensational as it gets. I don't know how. And, and in hindsight, that's a perfect throw. That is a perfect throw because he was blanketed with minimal room 
to stay in bounds. He threw him open. He threw him. He did. Yeah. yeah. And that went right over the head of the cornerback, and the safety just didn't get there in time, and that was an incredible catch, and I don't even know how he saw the damn ball. That was effing spectacular, and that is why would would anybody here want to want to guess if next time the Cowboys take the field, one of those two guys is signed? Okay, so yeah, going into the bye week, hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if both get their deals done. Um, it it just it just makes sense, you know. Now you're at that point. What else do you need to know about Dak? Again, all it comes down to is please don't take all the pie. Yep. Just all, all they're doing is begging him not to take all the pie. But if he wants forty, he's going to be able to get forty. I mean, or they're going to have to go find a new quarterback. So or start that process. Obviously, it's I not do overnight. have many apple pies. So it is. It is what it is. I mean, it's whatever he wants to get. It's it's a it's a money buffet, and it's just whatever he wants to put on his plate, he can take. It'd be so great for them to. I mean, I'm sure the agent wouldn't allow, but it'd be so great for them to announce it together. I, I know uh, some people like uh, don't like Chris Collinsworth or whatever. I don't have a problem with Collinsworth, but I know he grades on some people. You love the slide um, in. I love the slide in. The slide in. The slide in is incredible. It's incredible action because you're waiting, you're waiting, and then he slides in. Wow, it's incredible. But there was uh, something that he said last night, and he was like, "Man, I think about the greats." He, and he goes, "Troy and Tony and Staubach." He goes, "It just takes a certain kind of guy to handle playing here." And I was going, yeah. Andy Dalton probably wouldn't work out here. I know he played in Fort Worth, and I'm not specifically taking shots at Andy Dalton. But you are, though. Just because the climate, it, geographically, you don't think he could yeah. go from Fort Worth to Dallas? Yeah, no, I think he wouldn't like that, you know, because yeah. he was a, such a huge frog icon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, the frogs are name any, you know, generic quarterback, whatever you want to think, they couldn't handle it here. This is different, and Dak is so suited to handle all that stuff, and then we're seeing the other things happen on the field that you wanted to see, mm-hmm. uh, looking guys off and things like that. Those are little things that we we're kind of waiting on him to to get a feel for. And hey, and by the way, Dak, I'm not. I'll, I'll be critical too. Dak took a bad sack on the second drive of the game, or I guess the third drive of the game. They were up fourteen nothing. He spun into another. human. He spun though. into another human, but it was a bad sack to take right there. It brought up a third and thirteen, and it took you out of field goal range. Although they could have kicked it, they could have kicked a fifty nine yarder if they wanted to <laughs> on the third possession. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting move by Garrett. Also, can we give Garrett credit for going for it on fourth and one at the 50? Yeah. I mean, it's 14-7. Yeah. And can we give Garrett or Kellen Moore or whoever credit yes. for not bringing every tight end to the game and just running it right into the box on fourth and one? Instead, a little bootleg action. Bootleg. Get it out, and they throw it to Zeke, and there was a holding penalty on the play that ended up making it bootleg. okay either way. But like, That's what we're talking about. And the fact that Tyron and Lyle played allowed you to – do a bootleg. Yeah. You know? How great, uh, is it that those, how great is it that those guys get two weeks to heal up more? Yeah, dude. I mean, dude, that's the, special. The biggest injuries, Leighton Van Der Esch, Robert Quinn, two huge pieces, are supposed to be healthy, able to give it a go. Van Der Esch was down on the field for a long time. Then he went into the medical tent for a long time, ended up being back on the field in good spirits watching the game. But was it a neck it issue? Was bru- it was brutal. Uh, so basically, stinger, right? yeah, it was a stinger. He came in low. And his helmet neck got squashed, mm-hmm. like put back into his body. And they were talking on the broadcast about his history of neck injuries, which is why he wears the neck brace that he wears. He's had a lot of those. Um, but they showed a clip of him going, it's so weird that the Cowboys have a club that players walk through. <laughs> All these people yeah. are taking pictures and toasting them as they're getting trash drunk. 
but he was walking through the club doing the thumbs up thing and okay uh but yeah he, he it was it was a really awkward looking hit it did not look good yeah it's good he, he'll be back after the bye week robert quinn will be back all these guys who played her Amari lyle tyron byron you know i was watching byron throughout the game he was consistently still trying to get loose on the field every wow. dead ball he was shuffling and backpedaling and trying to I've never even seen anybody do that uh, during a game. He was just out on the field using it by himself while something else was happening, an injury timeout or what have you. Uh, by the way, uh, Robert Quinn gets banged up too. He'll be back after the bye week. Tank Lawrence and Robert Quinn are the special guests tonight with Brad Sham, Taylor Stern, and Kevin KT Turner on the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Nice. Neighborhood Hi, services KT. at the Star in Frisco. Uh, again, a 20-point lead at halftime. Cowboys go on to win 37-10. to just ridiculous. Just so, so incredible. And, man, I, when, when Van Der Esch got hurt, I'm thinking, man, how what a luxury to have Sean Lee. And I'll be damned. He may be the best linebacker on this team right now. If he can I mean, stay healthy, man. It's You know, we talked about this earlier in the season. When you know what's going to happen, you put yourself in a position to make a play. And he knows. He knows what's going to happen. And so he puts himself in position to make plays. And more often than not, he makes them. He almost and made that interception. That would have been so yeah. awesome. I mean, but they didn't even need it at that They didn't need it, but, but it would have been five for the game. Uh, five turnovers for the yes. game. Yes. Uh, seeing if they could tilt the balance back a little bit in their favor and do it all in one game. But clearly, you know, they. it wasn't like it was a bunch of interceptions, so we can't sit here and, and rave about the secondary. But those guys do do a pretty good job of getting their paws on some balls and knocking them loose, you mm-hmm. know, and 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 more often than not being able to recover them. So what, this idea that uh, the Eagles are are now just imploding, uh, what do you guys make of this? The all the conspiracy stuff. Who was the source in the Eagles locker room now? Howard Eskin. Yep. Uh, I mean, what do you make of all this? Is this a team that? Are they going to go into a nosedive here? Do they hate their quarterback? I just think it's very difficult for a team to sustain as many injuries as they've had. They yeah. have been as beat up by, with injuries as really any team in the NFL. It's It's been horrible for them. And so what happens is, is all that negativity starts building on itself. And we know this. We, we experienced this the first half of last year when the Cowboys were 3-5 and five and it felt like the end of the world. There is still... Over two months of the season left. That's an eternity, but it doesn't feel like that in football. If you were to tell me that the three and four Eagles got it together and won, you know, whatever, 70% of their remaining games, I wouldn't be surprised. But right now they're beat up. And when you have a loss that bad, it just feels like the end of the world. I'm not going to ride off that team. They need to tread water over the next month. They need to find a way to sneak a couple games. Their final five games have two with the Redskins. They have the Giants and the Dolphins. And then one of those games, of course, the Cowboys in second week, to last week, week sixteen. Yeah, but they've got some they've got some easy opponents at the back end of that thing. If they can get to six wins and then go, you know, I think I think right now, and it's it's a little early to maybe be doing this, but I think you need to be saying, can we get to eleven? Because I think eleven will probably secure secure you the division, but. Ten will probably do it too. Ten will the, get it. Ten will get it if you beat Philly twice. If you beat Philly twice, the, ten will get it. Yeah. The Eagles' chaos. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, when when the report of the anonymous source that criticized Carson Wentz and and Doug Peterson, Alshon Jeffrey was on record saying, "Man, that sounds made up." <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and now he's the source. He's going fake news. He's been pinned as the source here. <laughs> so who pinned? Oh, man, what a so great draft Eskin, that's going to be. Eskin too. pinned him as the source. Now, by the way, keep in now, mind that this is equivalent to uh, Christy Scales coming out and going, 
Amari Cooper has been saying bad things about Dak behind his back, everybody. So he is their sideline reporter. He was. <laughs> jo- Josina Anderson tweeted, he has zero knowledge of who I spoke to. Hashtag zero. And she's talking oh, about Eskin. Hashtag, oh, yeah. oh, let me click now, on that zero. She's hashtag. subtweeting him. She's not tagging him in the tweet. Why, why bother? So I, I think she's just saying, <laughs> I think she's saying he doesn't know who I talked to. Even though he's saying Speaking he of is. trolls. I think he's just trolling Cataldi. His son is his boss. I don't think he cares. Yeah. Eskin's fine. He's wearing a fur coat somewhere right now. <laughs> he sleeps in a fur coat. Hi, Katie! He's, he's walking around and mumbling and slurring his words. Are you going back what on? He does. Are you going back on Philly radio? Well, if that whenever they want me, they can. They can you, wow. need to, you need to text them and let them know you're available. Yeah, today. Can, can we please right text them? Is the finest talk show host in Dallas. <laughs> so the, <laughs> they, I mean, why wouldn't they? Uh, he's from one hundred five point three. Yeah. The fan oh, in Dallas. Text her right now. It's it's uh, the, it's the uh, female on that show, uh, Ray or Re. I don't know. That's also how you're introduced at North Texas on the <laughs> campus. Actually, Fantastic. it's like uh, here's a guy that you guys don't know because you're all looking at your phone. Um, <laughs> okay, so how you want me to word this text? Just say, hey, it's me, KT, the finest talk show host in all of Dallas. <laughs> it's me, KT. I'm available if you guys need me all week. Every day this week. <laughs> Every day this week. Okay, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna send this text and then post it online at Twitter at KT Fun All right, good. Uh, in the Dak versus Wentz thing, give me Dak. Yeah, me I'm not Dak. even worried about injuries. Give me Dak over Wentz. I like it. He's outperformed him. He's better than him. Uh, it's time. It's time everyone sees that. Yeah, I, it took me a long time to see it. I see it. I admit it. And I there's see a lot it. of people. And and I love it. Here, and you know what? I, Wentz, Wentz is, is fine. Wentz is a good player. Yeah. I, I yeah. really like, and yeah, I think he is tough as hell. Like I've flipped on several games when a, a normal dude would just quit. He is grinding. He 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 rarely slides. If he's got three yards to get, he's going to lunge for it. I mean, I think that is a tough dude with a great arm, but he's been beat up, and right now they just they got so many injuries. They're struggling. Travis texted that we're late to break. Oh, okay. Oh, Coming yeah, up yeah. next, Travis will break down our clock for us right here on the <laughs> oh, Ben and Skin wait. Show, 105.3 The Fan. The center of the Dallas Cowboys, the mighty Travis Frederick, live from the star. How we doing, Travis? Oh, here's your intro. It's like going into Wisconsin. <laughs> well, I got the kicked out of me in Wisconsin once. Forget it. Snap count on my mind, Romo hand on my butt. Yeah. I'm the center, and that's what's up. Yeah. yeah. I touch the ball on every play. And if you see me coming at you, it's time to pray. I got a big beard and a real mean streak in the bedroom i'm a super freak i once say the whole honey baked ham ask a dt who the f- i am my name is frederick shake it shake it yeah, yeah. travis frederick <laughs> my name is frederick yeah travis frederick all right, sorry about the false start. Thank you, Dr. Pepper. Thank you, Miller Lite. How you doing today, Travis? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Doing great. Obviously, today feels a lot better uh, than this day last week. And uh, one of the things we talked about towards the end of last week was the com- uh, comments of Doug Peterson, what Tank said. Was there something extra? Was there bulletin board firing up? Did any of that play uh, play an impact into how you guys played this week? I think that uh, individually each player takes those things differently, um, but I think in general as a team, you know, we we try not to one we try not to provide bulletin board material, and two uh, we just try not to pay attention to that stuff. All of the 
extraneous things that you see on the outside are things that can distract you from the the real goal there and and that's being focused and being prepared to go out and perform the game plan so i believe going into the game the eagles were the number two run defense in the league uh one of the better run defenses in the league you guys were able to to run the ball 189 yards on the ground uh how were you guys able to be so successful in that regard in your opinion you know i think there was a lot of different things that we did um we switched it up from some of the things that we had previously been doing and uh, obviously Zeke and Tony ran exceptionally well, um, and you get Tavon involved in the in the running game as well. That's a lot of fun. Um, I think overall it was just a really well-balanced game, and um, we were able to start fast. We had great help from the defense early on with those two turnovers um, really early, and that uh, that really sets the tone for the rest of the game. You know, Travis, we talked to you uh, last week before this kind of became a story, and, and it's not pulling back the curtain because Zeke commented on it publicly, but – he quote-unquote left some yards on the field last week when he was trailing you and maybe wasn't as patient as he could have been or anything. But I was real curious about the conversation that may have gone on on the field. Just on the, on a bigger scope, how often are you guys talking about plays right after they happen? Uh, we we often, um, almost every play, will we'll quick make an adjustment or if there was something that happened um, – talk to each other and communicate about that usually more so between the offensive line and other offensive linemen you know if if the fit wasn't perfect or hey um, that's exactly how we want to do that the next time it comes up um, those are quick um, quips that we get done immediately uh, yes quick quips and that helps us to adjust that if there's something that happens within the drive um, that comes up again, we can adjust to that. Um, and then obviously when you go off to the sideline, we're adjusting uh, with the coaches and with the other position groups and things like that. But I think that's one of the things that helps our offensive line be successful is that we are able to make those adjustments between each other before we get to the sideline. After a big win like this where you run the ball so well against a good run defense, do you expect your man rating to go up a little bit? You know, uh, that's just not something that crossed my mind. Um, Come on, be honest. Come on. You've texted us about it. (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't think, you know, I don't know exactly how that works. I don't imagine (laughs) that they make adjustments after every single game. I feel like that would be... that would Come be an on. overreaction. Just no. like, you know, you, you know, you guys generally overreact to losses <laughs> and you generally overreact to a win. You know, I think you have to see things in the bigger picture. Travis, uh, night game. So game ends about 1030. Yeah. You guys go locker room, media availability. Confirmed. <laughs> what time do you get home, turn your mind off, actually go to sleep? Well, I, the adrenaline's got to still be pumping at night, right? Yeah, the night games are tough to to get to sleep. I know some guys that really, really struggle to go to sleep. Um, I got home about midnight. Um, I probably could have got done a little bit earlier than that, but oftentimes we'll kind of sit and uh, relax a little bit at the at the stadium just to let some of the traffic pass and stuff like that. Um, so I did. I got home about midnight, and I think I was probably asleep by one thirty or so, one thirty or two. Um, just, yeah, I know. And then, uh, you know, up, up in the morning, getting ready, um, to come back in, talk to you guys, which is, you know, the greatest start to the day you could ever imagine. Yeah. Huge. And then, uh, you know, get in and get some film and, and get a lift. Uh, so we were playing, uh, audio earlier from the, uh, fan base in Philly on the whip and you know, the deal it's ride or die into the world. Greatest team ever. You know, you go back and forth and all that kind of stuff, but they're talking about the team quote unquote quitting and that's not fair. But sometimes you're in games and you're like, man, this is not as much resistance as we thought we were going to meet. Did they feel like 
uh, most of the Philly teams you've played, or were they? I mean, they have injuries. Did they feel compromised at all last night? Um, I don't think so. You know, to me, I think they felt like Philly. And you know, you go into those games and you know you expect a physical battle throughout. You know, it's not gonna, nothing's gonna come easy uh, against a team like that, especially in a game with so much on the line. So uh, we definitely felt their intensity early and um, felt it in the second half as well. So normally if, if a team's going to give up or, or – no, I don't want to say give up, but if a team slows down, uh, you'll feel that um, by the time the second half gets rolling. And, and we didn't feel that at all. So uh, you know it was going to uh, be a tough game all the way through. So I was at the game last night, and, and I was able to notice things I don't typically notice or things I haven't seen on TV. And one of the things is, well, first of all, people don't understand what a good athlete you are because uh, <laughs> you know before the game, running down footballs and stuff like that. But I think I, that was on Showcase. I didn't even realize you were on uh, the field goal team, and you're one of the you're one of the edge wedge blockers, and it's you and Witten. Right? Have you always right. done that? Um, you know, I have graduated. I started on the inside. So I used to be the guard. I used to be right next to the long snapper and uh, have since graduated out to the wing position, which is um, slightly less physical, but a little bit more technical. It's really impressive because it's it's basically two elite athletes, you on one side, Witten on the other <laughs> side. Uh, which one of you guys is better at that? Uh, well, it depends on the situation, of oh, course. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you got a speed rusher, you got a guy that's going to duck under you got somebody that's going to run straight into you. Um, I think there's probably a little bit more faith in Jason um, just because um, – all, I know, it's unfortunate for me, but uh, oftentimes <laughs> the the rush, if, it, if all is equal, oftentimes they'll they'll rush to that right side. Um, and that's not because of Jason. That's because of the way the, the, the kicker usually rush from the same side as the kicker's foot. You're saying they want no part of you so they don't rush on your side. Well, That's what I heard. You, yeah, know, that's what I heard. Um, you know, I'm just really fortunate to get to play next to Connor Williams. He's the tight end there, uh, and we work really well as a team. And uh, oh. it's just great that they trust me with, with the blind spot there. Track. Travis, you never know who's listening. By the way, shout out Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys, and Dr. Pepper. Hey, John Madden here, looking at making Travis part of the 100 Club. That, Ooh! Yeah, that text just came in on the Autoflex leasing <laughs> text. How about that? 877-881-1053. No doubt John Madden listening <laughs> on the radio.com app. Anything you want to say to Mr. Madden? Uh, um... I really appreciate that. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what the 100 Club is. Uh, it means a 100 rating. You know, like when you got home last night, you had that hour and a half oh. before you fell asleep, and you oh, got on to see if they updated the ratings yet. You think that John Madden is doing the ratings? <laughs> yes, for Madden. It's a lot. Think. It's a lot like the Mile High Club, but it's for you guys. <laughs> Did you hear that though? Travis laughed that we thought Madden. Was, he goes, "You guys don't understand. I know who does the ratings. I've reached out to him, and it's not Madden himself. Come on, guys. It's somebody that works for him. It's Hal Johnson. He's been doing." for three years but i'm completely unfamiliar with this you know i uh, i really do appreciate that you know for mr madden listening in uh, to the radio show it's unbelievable compliment to you guys that he would be uh you know paying attention to what you guys have to say so. hey were you uh were you surprised honestly like if i were to ask you this pull you aside on thursday afternoon were you surprised that uh, tyron and lyle were, were able to go I was not. Um, just seeing the way that those guys attack rehab and, and really do their best to get back in there, um, I could tell early on in the week that they wanted to be in there and that they were going to do everything possible to be out there and, and playing with us. So, you know, it's a, it's a testament to how hard that they work and the, obviously how awesome our training staff is to be able to get people back from, from injuries like that. Um, those are two tough injuries that uh, could easily have lasted longer than that, and, and they were able to make it back. 
You got any bye week plans? And I am uh, planning on. We're going to be here for a little bit. You know, we have uh, some practices and meetings and, and things throughout the week. But at some point, you know, headed back up to Wisconsin and experiencing fall. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this before, but no. the leaves change colors. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a little bit cooler. Uh, nice hmm. autumn breeze in the air. It smells of, uh, you know, the, the harvesting of the corn and the beans in the fields. Yep. It's just uh, it's just such a serene time in Man. Wisconsin. You're my favorite lumberjack. Uh, so I, a lot of the players were commenting on the crowd. I thought it was really loud in there last night, but I haven't been to a game this season prior to that. Did you think the crowd was more into it last night than usual? You know, we are really fortunate to have a, a great fan base, you know, people that really believe in us and, and care about what we're doing. And, you know, I think that was on display last night. It was, it was loud. Uh, people were cheering at the appropriate times, uh, you know, making it loud when our defense is out there and a little bit quieter when our offense is out there and, people being excited and invested in the game. So um, a big shout-out to the fan base for for showing up for us last night. Well, Travis, uh, congratulations, man. Anything you want to say to them Cowboy fans out there? You know, keep sticking with us. You know, it's not always going to be pretty. We're not going to win every single game. Uh, I'm sorry, Travis. Can you hold on one second? Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. we got a little developing situation here. Oh, is this a breaking well, music bed? Um, yes. Yeah. So we, what we'd like you to do is um, address the Cowboy fans. You can make it a pep talk if you'd like, but you just have to make it stretch to the Friday Night Lights music. Do you have it, Shippy? It's just more powerful this way. Go ahead, Travis. <clears throat> hey, Cowboys fans. It's just so great to have an opportunity to address you today. Um, I... I'm lucky to be in the position that I am, and I'm so fortunate to have had the support of you guys last night. It was unbelievable to hear you guys talk and, and, and cheer for us. You know, I just encourage you, no matter what, to stick stick with us. You can hear him talk? It's not always going to be perfect. Yeah, you can hear him. Yeah, I heard you talking to Jerry on the sideline before. <laughs> and uh, your son was there, too. It's great to see him. And... Uh, <laughs> You gotta be, uh, you gotta be with us, no matter what. Don't, uh, don't turn on us. We're gonna be there. We're gonna keep working for you, and uh, hopefully, we're gonna be able to take this thing to the playoffs and, and beyond. So, uh, stretch it out. I really, uh, really can't thank you enough for everything that you do. Um, but we really, really you need you to keep mix? pushing it. Kind let's go. It. Let's let's bring it up. Finish the fight. Who? What? Keep going. Keep going. Hit it. And uh, here it is. Just follow. Yes! <laughs> follow. Yeah. Just follow. That's all we need. Just follow. Uh, Jared's we'll gonna make you. up so many shirts and say "Just follow." On. <laughs> wow. We, we love wow. you. Thank you so Travis, much. Travis, Travis, to run Travis, through a wall. Travis, every time we finish these interviews, where we're, we're, we just can't even believe you agree to do them. Thank you so much. We love you. Congrats on a big W, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for having me. Wait, hold on, Travis. Got some good news. Uh, the fan is putting together some "Just Follow" bracelets that we're gonna be <laughs> handing out at Faniversary. Uh, uh, make everybody. sure you make them in the extra large size. They always are. <laughs> they always squeeze on my. On my wrist. You're wearing them as a pinky. Yeah. Thing. All right, love you. All right, love you. Guys. Are you contractually you. obligated to do next week's Would show? Or is I'm that not sure. We'll here. have to talk about that. You know, maybe we'll have to do an update from Wisconsin. Or you could stay in town. Oh, that's right. You don't have to leave. I don't know. It's bye weeks. So I don't know if it's we. A, we want to do whatever is easiest on you, sir. So you, if you want to take a week off from us, we totally understand that. No, but it whatever sounds you, like you want to take a week off. From no, me. we we want to we want to keep this <laughs> that's going. That's what you every, tell your friends every week during the off season. We want to keep it going. <laughs> Fifty-two weeks, baby. Uh, that's that's a lot. Let, <laughs> let's let's talk about that later. Hey, Travis, did you ever hear the stories of what the '90s Cowboys thought bye week meant?
Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, we'll Don't get into that it. another time. Okay. Thank you, Travis. Love you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you. All right, there he goes. Oh, he's um, the best. He is. Oh, oh, here come the hashtags. Just follow. They're coming <laughs> in on the Audible <laughs> fan text. He's it's the so, greatest. See you, Travis. <laughs> he's Bye, gone. Travis. He's gone, Shippy. What? Oh. I thought no, he was still ahead, there. You go ahead, Ben. You go okay, ahead. Okay, well, because I thought he was still there because Shippy said something stupid. Yeah, of course. Shut up, Shippy. God, what an ass. God. Uh, Bye, Travis. <laughs> Hi, KT. <Katie. laughs> Hi, Travis. Hashtag just follow at TFrederick72. <laughs> Coming up, more content. Now here's about Conus. I don't want to go to break. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.